0: Welcome back to Getting Along with Me, Noah Hill. I am your host. Hope you're having a good Thursday morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you're listening to this, appreciate you coming to hang out for yet another episode. Yeah. You know, my week's been pretty good. Um I did another open mic, let's see, a couple Wednesdays ago, and then when this comes out, I would have done my third open mic. So we are sticking with it. It's been going pretty well, you know. I mean, the first go-around that I did, um, it was good, but it could be better, as all things. But I was telling a story about how I drove to Portland, Oregon for a first date, and... You know, I started the show really strong, and then my middle portion was predominantly just setup. So I'm like, you know, we can improve that. And I've been working on it, so we're going to go test it out. Um, but as I mentioned, when this comes out, I would have already done it, but I will update you guys in future episodes. Um, let's see, take a peek at my notes here for this episode. But today we will be talking about the Myers-Briggs personality test. And I will be taking that right here with you guys. So looking forward to that. And, you know, I want to say thank you to everyone who has come out to a show or if you listen to the podcast, whether it be on Spotify, YouTube or Apple Podcasts. I appreciate it very much. Your support really does mean a lot to me. I'm working on expanding my social life you know I mean it's one of those things where I'm in kind of a rut where I'm like oh go to school go to work go home you know that's about it so I'm working on trying to expand my social life and I think that's one of the reasons why I've been really into stand-up is because like the sense of community I've talked about before but the sense of community I've felt with all the other comics have really been phenomenal so I'm I'm incredibly grateful for that, but, you know, it's something that I want to get better at and work on. So, with all that updating out of the way, let's dive into today's episode. Today, as I mentioned, we will be doing the Myers-Briggs personality test. I have taken this test before, but that was back when I was, like, a teenager, like, probably, you know, 16, 17 years old, and I got one... I, re- I think I remember the answer or like the the type I got, and I wanted to retake it again to see if anything's changed, but also just for you guys to get to know me more, you know? I feel like it'd be a great bonding experience, more or less. So the test I'm using is 16personalities.com, so I will be sure to link that in the description if you are interested in taking this at all. So without further ado, let's dive in. I'm gonna read these questions out loud. And then this is a agree or disagree test. So it goes from strongly agree, moderately agree, agree, just right down the middle, slightly disagree, disagree, strongly disagree. So there are seven options from strongly agree to strongly disagree, so let's dive in first question you regularly make new friends I would say mostly agree just because for me I feel like I can get along name the podcast with just about anybody but in terms of forming a connection with someone I think that takes a little bit more work on my end to try to branch out because I'm I like to think of myself as fairly introverted, but I I can be outgoing when the time calls for it. You spend a lot of you spend a lot of your free time exploring various random topics that pique your interest. I'm gonna say mostly agree because even when I was on my run this morning, I was thinking about like picking up the drums. I was thinking about people I want to text today how donuts sound really good but then I was also thinking about like the chicken tortilla soup that I made last night even though it's the middle of summer here in Washington I was just really craving like a good chicken tortilla soup so I'm like let's get it why the hell not seeing other people cry can easily make you feel like you want to cry too I think for this it heavily depends on context so I'm gonna just go disagree because like I can but If I just see someone crying, I'm more inclined to be like, oh, hey, is everything okay? Compared to just being like, I'm going to start crying. You know, I'm more like on that caring level, I guess you could say. Grab my coffee because it's so fucking far away from me. Sipping on some nice blonde cold brew, getting that caffeine in. You often make a backup plan for a backup plan. 100% agree. I mean, if you know me, I got lists upon lists. I love being organized, whether, you know, I'm packing for a trip or just within my daily structure. I love having a backup plan because fail to prepare, prepare to fail. You usually stay calm even in under a lot of pressure. I'm going to go strongly agree because even when... Like I'm on stage for stand-up and I'm bombing, I can understand that, okay, this is happening, but I don't need to rush this set because I want to still be well-articulated and for people to hear what I have to say. So, strongly agree. At social events, you rarely try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to ones you already know. I'm going to go mostly agree. But however, if I am there with people I know and I see them mingling with other people that they know, then yeah, I have no problem going up to them and introducing myself. But if I'm at a function where I'm the only one, you know, that I know there, then I might have a little bit of a harder time, you know, getting to know people and introducing myself. But at the same time, for me, that can also be a good, you know, little kick in the right direction to be like yeah let's go out and meet people but I also have to be in like the headspace for that so I'm gonna go mostly agree you prefer to completely finish one project before starting another I'm gonna go slightly agree just because with podcasting stand-up you kind of have to be spinning multiple plates to be you know just at it you're very sentimental I'm going to go slightly disagree just because it depends on who gave it to me, but yeah, I'm just going to slightly disagree. You like to use organizing tools like schedules and lists. Strongly agree. I mean, we see it every time I reference my notes in, you know, one of these episodes. Even a small mistake can cause you to doubt your overall abilities and knowledge. I'm going to go in the middle. It really depends, but yes, you know, when... There have been times where there was one time I opened the back of my film camera and I'm like, am I new to this? Like, I've been doing this for like six years. How am I still making these mistakes? So I'm going to go moderate. Just smack dab in the middle. Already, you feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up a conversation. I'm going to go slightly disagree because I'm still working on this. I want to get to a point where I can go up to somebody and be like, hey, you seem really cool. I just want to introduce myself because, you know, as someone who's a Gen Zer, that's not something where we really grew up doing. And if we did, it was much on the tail end of it. And I'm kind of at that in between of like the generation before me, really early Gen Z. So I get what the previous generation was talking about, but I also get, you know, a lot of what Gen Zers make references to. So disagree. You are not too interested in discussing various interpretations and analyses of creative works. I'm going to go strongly disagree because I love hearing other people's interpretations of it. Maybe I won't go strongly disagree. I'll just go disagree. You are more inclined to follow your, your head than your heart. I'm going to just go agree. Because even though I do consider myself very compassionate and considerate, I have to factor in logic and what's going to make the most sense you know You usually prefer just doing what you feel like any given moment instead of planning a particular daily routine I'm gonna go disagree You rarely worry about whether you make a good decision or sorry a good impression on the people you meet I'm gonna go disagree because first impressions are really big and I want to make sure that the first impression I make is is very good You enjoy participating in group activities. Yeah, I'll go agree. I wouldn't say strongly agree. You like books and movies that you come up with your own interpretation of the ending. I'm going to go slightly agree just because, you know, there are some works out there that are very abstract where I'm like, man, I didn't realize I need a fucking philosophy degree to, you know, understand this movie. But then other times I love, you know, analyzing and figuring out what the meaning is to me like the lighthouse like that's a very open ending or just an open story about many people can interpret it different ways your happiness comes more from helping others accomplishing things than your own accomplishments Mm, i think when i was definitely a teenager and even like a couple years ago i would say yes but now in terms of thinking of longevity I would have to say disagree because like I take pride in the work that I do and I want to be I want to put out things that you know I'm proud of and other people can enjoy like this podcast or my stand-up or my photography anything along those like I'm very proud of but then when I see other people doing it that I'm not not proud of them and excited for them but I think that's really what it boils down to for me. You're interested in so many things that you find it difficult to choose what to try next. Slightly agree. I mean, I was just thinking about picking up the drums today on my run, which was really funny. You are prone to worrying that things will not... Or sorry, let me restart. You are prone to worrying that things will take a turn for the worst. I'm going to go slightly agree. Because you got to plan for the worst, hope for the best, right? You avoid leadership roles in group settings. I'm going to go strongly disagree you are definitely not an artistic type of person. I'm going to go slightly agree. I mean, I I do have creative endeavors, but, you know, what I do is, it could be considered art, but it's also very, I find myself the most creative when I have constraints because then it forces me to think on my feet and pull from different aspects of my life because it's like, You know, if you told somebody just to draw something, then they are like, well, what should I draw? You know, so I kind of thrive in that environment when there's a little bit of an outline. So I'm going to go slightly agree. Yeah. You think the world would be a better place if people relied more on rationality and less on their feelings? I'm going to go strongly agree. You prefer to do your chores before allowing yourself to relax. Strongly agree. (laughs) I mean, I talked about this before, but you give me a spur of the moment day off and it's like, it's over, dude. Like I spent like two and a half hours just trying to figure out what I was going to do with my day because I had a spur of the moment day off. You enjoy watching people argue. Argue versus debate. I enjoy watching people debate. You know, it's a great way to gain new perspectives, but argue, I'm going to go strongly disagree. You tend to avoid drawing attention to yourself. It's a little bit ironic since I have no problem talking into a microphone in front of a camera or on stage, but I'm going to go slightly agree. Eh, maybe I'll go moderate or disagree. I'll go disagree because I do enjoy like the performative aspect, but when it comes to like negative attention, like no one likes negative attention, obviously, but... There are some things where I'm like, eh, I don't really feel like I, I need to stand out that much. Your mood can change very quickly. Uh, disagree. You lose patience with people who are not as efficient as you. Agree. I mean, I, I coming from the trades, you know, and you are on a deadline, like we understand that people are learning, but there's a certain kind of rhythm you have to have to be successful even if you aren't as knowledgeable but just the willingness to learn and improve yourself goes a long way and you know that could go for anything not just the trades you often end up doing things at the last possible moment uh am i guilty of that yeah but often strongly disagree you have always been fascinated by the question of what if anything happens after death i'm gonna go strongly disagree You usually prefer to be around others rather than on your own. I'm going to go disagree. Like, while I am introverted, I do enjoy, like, hanging out with friends. I enjoy, you know, being social. Hence why I'm trying to broaden my social life. You become bored or lose interest when the discussion gets highly theoretical. I'm going to go moderate. While I can, it really depends on what... Is being talked about my phone is like freaking blowing up put on silent mode because it's distracting already you find it easy to empathize with a person who experiences are very different from yours i'm gonna go agree you know while i can't exactly put myself in their shoes maybe i can relate to a similar experience that i've been through so yeah you usually postpone finalizing decision for as long as possible. I'm going to go disagree because I, while I do like to gather as much information as I can to make a logical, smart decision, you know, it could just be trying to plan my fucking route to the grocery store, you know, if I have to go to multiple. But I know there are times when I have to be quick on my feet, especially if someone like yells something on stage and I got to kind of shoot back at him if I'm going to acknowledge it. You rarely second guess the choices that you made. Uh, I'm gonna go slightly disagree. After a long, exhausting week, a lively social event is just what you need. Uh, disagree. You enjoy going to art museums. Um, slightly disagree. Eh, I'll go moderate. Like I can appreciate a good, you know, photo art museum, but and I can appreciate art, but it really depends on what I'm seeing. <laughs> For me, context is a lot, is what we're learning about me. You often have a hard time understanding other people's feelings. I'm going to go strongly disagree. I'll just go disagree. I don't know if I would go that extreme. You like to have a to-do list for each day. Strongly agree. You rarely feel insecure. I'm going to have to say strongly agree. Because while everybody has their insecurities, and I do have you know, those days where I'm a little more hard on myself, just taking care of myself and being active has really made me feel more confident in myself, you know, in the way I look. Like I've said this so many times where I know I'm not the tallest guy out there. And I know, you know, some people have their preferences for height, but Being as introspective as I have been these past couple of years and understanding what I bring to the table and working on myself physically and mentally, I feel a lot more secure. I'm like, I understand not everybody's going to like me. I'm not going to get along with everybody, but I'm, I'm I'm comfortable. You avoid making phone calls. Strong and discreet. I hate texting. I'd rather talk to you over the phone or FaceTime or even better in person. You often spend a lot of time trying to understand views that are very different from your own. I'm going to go slightly agree. I do because I, I don't like living in an echo chamber and I really prefer just hearing other perspectives because I might hear something. I'm like, oh, well, I never really thought about it like that. In your social circle, you are often the one who contacts your friends and initiates activities. Strongly agree. If your plans are interrupted, your top priority is getting back on track as soon as possible. Slightly agree. If there's a timeline, yeah, we got to kind of stick to the timeline and some things might have to be sped up. But I also understand that, you know, there's sometimes you just got to fly by the seat of your pants. You are still bothered by mistakes you made a long time ago. Uh, I feel kind of indifferent about it. I can acknowledge it and understand what I learned from it. And yeah, it might sting thinking about it sometimes, but... I can understand that, like, yeah, you know, those were decisions that I made, and thanks to them, I'm I'm here knowing what I know now and, grow, you know, having grown, hopefully. You rarely contemplate the reasons for human existence or the meaning of life. Um, moderate. Your emotions control you more than you control them. I'm going to go disagree. Maybe even strongly disagree. Just because there have been times where I've been really frustrated about something that's happened with my day or things just keep going wrong and wrong. You know, you're just having kind of like this snowball of like, what the fuck is going on? And I can understand like everybody has days like those. So for me, when it happens to me, I'm like, this is frustrating, but I do my best not to have it bleed into other aspects of my life. You take great care not to make people look bad even when it is completely their fault Mm, past me would have said agree but now i'm gonna go disagree not strongly disagree but just disagree all right your personal work style is closer to spontaneous bursts of energy than organized and consistent efforts uh slightly disagree when someone thinks highly of you you wonder how long it will take them to feel disappointed in you uh disagree You would love a job that requires you to work alone most of the time. Mm. So here's the thing about podcasting, stand-up, and being in the trades. While you are on your own, you have a camaraderie and group aspect that is there to support you. And to me, that that makes me feel safe and secure. So I'm going to go slightly disagree. You believe that pondering abstract philosophical questions is a waste of time. Mm. Slightly agree. You feel more drawn to places with busy, bustling atmospheres than quiet, intimate places. I'm gonna go disagree because you ever sit in like a fucking Red Robin on a kid's birthday, anybody will be overstimulated there, man. But even sometimes when we go to bars and like, I have to literally like what feels like press my ear to the person I'm trying to listen to because tinnitus but also like I am ju- just not as present you know and I can't pay it pay as full attention as I would like you know at first glance how someone is feeling uh agree slightly agree home stretch you often feel overwhelmed disagree you complete things methodically without skipping over any steps agree You are very intrigued by things labeled as uh, controversial. Agree. You would pass along a good opportunity if you thought someone else needed it more. Past me would have said yes, but I'm going to have to say no, considering, you know, I've experienced a little bit more life, and I know my work ethic, I know the quality of work I can put out, and yeah. You struggle with deadlines. Disagree you feel confident that things will work out for you uh slightly agree all righty see results here we go all righty so the results are in i got the executive executives are excellent organizers unsurpassed at managing things or people next 54 percent extroverted extroverted individuals readily enjoy group activities and value social interaction they tend to be outwardly enthusiastic and express their excitement i can relate to that i mean i used to be very introverted and still am to an extent you know i still find fulfillment in recharging my battery you know by myself but i can be social you know but I will say my conversational skills have gotten significantly better. I mean, I for I, one fucking hate small talk so much where I will like I will flat out say like I hate small talk. I want to know about X, Y and Z or what are your thoughts on X, Y and Z just because I really find it so boring. All right. 52 percent observant. Actually, let me see. I'll have to go back, but I want to. I need to read out the actual, like letters that they give you. So, observant individuals are pragmatic and down to earth. They tend to have strong focus on what is happening or very likely to happen. Yeah, that's fair. Sixty-six percent thinking. Thinking individuals focus on objective objectivity and rationality, often dismissing emotions in favor of logic. I wouldn't say dismissing emotions, but yeah, but I can also completely understand like how people are feeling and understand that they may not need solutions and they m- may need more of that nurturing aspect. Like they need someone to listen, to listen to them and to comfort them. And I can definitely be that too. But in terms of like problem solving, yeah, I can say that that checks out and they tend to see the effectiveness as more important than social harmony. Yeah. 86% judging. Judging individuals are decisive, thorough, and highly organized. They value clarity, predictability, and closure, preferring structure, and planning to spontaneity. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, you give me a sporadic day off, I'm going to spend like three hours just trying to figure out what the hell to do with it. 67% ups, assertive, excuse me. Assertive individuals are self assured, even tempered, and resistant to stress. They refuse to worry too much and tend to be self confident when striving to achieve goals. Yeah. I mean, so at, once I'm done reading all this, I'm actually going to go with you guys and read through what the former results I got were when I took this test a handful of years ago. So it is ES. TJ. Okay. Executive introduction. Executives are representatives of tradition in order, utilizing their understanding of what is right, wrong, and socially acceptable to bring families. And communities together. Embracing the values of honesty, dedication, and dignity, people with the executive personality type are valued for their clear advice and guidance, and they happily lead the way of difficult paths. Taking pride in bringing people together, executives often take on roles as community organizers, working hard to bring everyone together in celebration of cherished local events or in defense of the traditional values that hold families and communities together. I mean, yeah, like as I talked about a handful of episodes ago when I was doing standup, I promoted on this and I was really trying to, you know, get my friends together, like not just to see me, but to have a good time. Okay. Uh, Maybe we'll go down a little bit more. A greater responsibility. Executives are classic images of the model citizen. I doubt that for myself. They help their neighbors uphold the law and try to make sure that everyone participates in the communities and organizations they hold so dear. That part, I don't know how I feel about. All right, strengths and weaknesses. Strengths, they're dedicated, strong-willed. I'm kind of reading over like the bullet points. So if you would like to read or read this, then I will link it. But if you, like I said, if you wanna take this test, by all means, I'll link it down below. Strong-willed, direct and honest, loyal, patient and reliable, enjoy creating order, excellent organizers, All right, weaknesses, inflexible and stubborn. Yeah, that checks out. Uncomfortable with unconventional situations. Executives are strong adherence to tradition when suddenly forced to try unvented solutions. They become uncomfortable and stressed. New ideas suggest that their methods weren't good enough in abandoning what was always, what has always worked before in favor of something that may fail risk their image of reliability. I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes I can get into a tendency of being like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know. But then at the same time, there are those instances where you do try it and it does work out. Judgmental, too focused on social status. That one, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think that's fairly accurate for me. Difficult to relax, 100%. Difficulty expressing emotion. No, I've actually gotten better at that. Um, I I talked about this before, but in one of my previous relationships, it would be like pulling teeth, trying to get me to open up about my feelings. Whereas now, like, if I feel it, I'm going to say it, and I want to communicate that to you so that way we can work on you know our partnership. Because it's a partnership to me, and we should work on, we should be pushing each other to to do better and to be better. Romantic relationships. Oh, they should be interesting. Okay. Executives are fairly unique in that their relationships don't really change as they progress from dating, from the dating phase into more steady long-term relationships and further into marriage because they value honesty, straightforwardness so highly. People with executive personality types are likely to be clear about who they are, what they're like, and what their goals are from the start and to stick to those statements long-term. So as long as their partner is able to, to sorry, to take them at their word and follow suit, they are bound to extremely stable relationships. I mean, I that's hitting the nail right on the head for me. You know, I am very much like a, a what you see is what you get type of personality. Obviously, there's kind of like a, a parenthesis or not parentheses fucking air quotes in that a little bit just because like I said with stand-up or even this podcast a little bit there's a little bit more of a, a performative aspect to these whereas if it's just me and somebody whether it be a friend or a romantic partner it'd be slightly different obviously it'll still be the same I'll still be light-hearted goofy you know and whatnot but what you see is what you get with me Steadfast love. This isn't to say that there isn't any growth, of course. Character development is highly, sorry, character development is always a high priority for executives. What did I just say? <laughs> and each life goal is important. Rather, it's that shifting moods, goals, and desires are unlikely to fundamentally alter their basis of executives' relationships. There are certainly challenges, but executives take their relationships seriously and are willing to put in a tremendous amount of effort into ensuring that they remain strong, committed, and that effort pays off. I mean, 100%. Like, I'm at a point now, even though I'm only 22, where I prefer to date for long term. Not to say that you can't have, you know, summer flings or go on dates here and there. Like, by all means, if that's for you, go for it. But for me, I think I'm just at a point now where... I really do crave and enjoy stability. So that way I can put my efforts, you know, into developing and growing that, but then into other aspects of my life as well. Um, let's see. I'm kind of just breezing over this. Uh, let's move on to friendships. Executive. Executives are strong traditional friends who appreciate loyalty and shared values in friendships with the executive personality type are often defined by their mutual activities and routines by external factors more than the sense of intellectual or mystical compatibility that may analysts and diplomat personalities share among themselves. But this in no way diminishes the relationships, executive friendships of dependability and mutual interest can be powerful powerful connections that endure life's changes with immutable constancy that's not yeah all right anyways yeah i mean you know even though i try to keep my friendships very consistent in the sense like we may not hang out once a week but i do like to regularly reach out to see how how people are doing um let's shift into parenthood this should be interesting Executives' mantra of hard work, tradition, and respect is best exemplified in their relationships with their children. I'm not a parent. In many ways, people with the executive personality type are the classic 50s-era father figure, very strict, and guardians of family traditions who have no trouble when it comes to enforcing rules, standards they've established. Often seen as model citizens, executives expect their children to carry that image, continuing the example they've set by being polite, respectful, respectful. And insubordination is not tolerated. So here's the thing. While I do agree with this, growing up in a very traditional Eastern culture household, I feel like I'm very much more understanding of where they may be at. You know, because I I was one... I was a troublemaker when I was a teenager. I was very rebellious. I was getting into trouble a lot, you know, and always going against the rules, it felt like, or always just trying to have the opposite opinion. But, you know, I can understand why having a strict set of rules is so crucial. So I get both sides. I definitely think with what I've been through, I'm a little bit more understanding and empathetic toward the rebellious side. And I'm a lot more understanding of, like, yeah, I can understand, like, they may or may not grow out of this. And it's part of being a teenager because I was there as well. Okay, let's shift to career paths. This should be interesting. Executives' career paths are often as clear and straightforward as they are themselves. Though there are many directions they can choose to go, people with the executive personality type almost always end up in situations where they have the opportunity to exercise their affinity for organization, structure, and follow-through. Providing further focus, executives share a profound respect for tradition, stability, and security. Qualities which lend themselves well to progressing along clear paths to increased responsibility and dependability. I mean, I think we've seen that as this podcast progresses with me deciding to go back to the trades because I miss the stability of it and the pay of it. And just kind of the the straightforward trajectory where it's like apprentice, journeyman, foreman, project manager, own your own company if you want but then there are other aspects of myself where I have this podcast and if it grows, great if you know I end up making money off of this, great but if I don't, then this is still something I enjoy doing in my downtime and that goes the same with comedy you know, like if it takes me somewhere, very cool but I'm not anticipating it taking me anywhere I'm out there trying to have a good time and meet new people okay workplace habits Executives show clear and consistent tendencies, and these are especially visible in the workplace. Whether subordinates, among colleagues, or as managers, people with the executive personality type create order, follow the rules, and work to ensure that their work and the work of those around them is completed to the highest standards. Cutting corners and shirking responsibility are the quickest ways to lose executive's respect. I mean, when, like I mentioned before, when you're in the trades, you really can't afford to cut corners because there's code. And usually, if you do it half-assed the first time, you're going to have to end up doing it again. So just do it right the first time. Okay, so this is very interesting. All right, jump into the conclusion. Few personality types are as practical and strong-willed as executives known for their reliability administrative skills executives are good at creating and maintaining a secure and stable environment for themselves and their loved ones executives is invi- dedication is invaluable in many areas including their own personal growth growth jesus christ yet executives can be easily tripped in areas where their rational and practical approach is more of a liability than an asset whether it's finding or keeping a long-term partner learning to relax or improvise reaching dazzling heights on their career ladder or managing their workload executives need to put a in a conscious effort to develop their weaker traits and additional skills. Yeah. I mean this hit the nail right on the head for me for where I'm at and I'm among the people who aren't like, I believe people can change over time with what life throws at you, with gaining new insight meeting new people just i believe that we aren't set in our ways i'm actually going to write down my personality type because it did change and i will read it i'll read the other one to you guys so i am an estj and it's got like the little a or t at the end so i wonder what mine is Or am I right there on the cusp? I could be right there on the cusp. That could be a little bit funny. Maybe it doesn't, oh, I have an A at the end of mine. So we'll read that dash A. So ESTJ dash A, what's the difference? Okay. 70% of turbulent executives agreed that some people around them would say their emotional reactions can be intense compared to 45% of assertive executives. Oh, so it means turbulent or assertive. So I would fall under the assertive category. Okay. Okay. 84% of turbulent executives said that they're easily angered when they feel slighted or offended compared to 48% of executives. The roles that play assertive executives say they don't need approval to be happy. Which is ironic considering I'm I'm into comedy and podcasting where it's like you guys heavily dictate on how successful I'm going to be. But as I mentioned, I'm just happy putting these out for for people who who want to listen. And I appreciate that if you do. Okay. Assertive individuals tend to think in more independent terms when this independence is combined with the thinking personality trait. These executives are a little more likely than turbulent executives to keep others at a distance. That's not to say assertive executives are incapable of deep relationships, but such connections may not be as urgent for these personality types. This part I don't really agree with just because while I do enjoy making friends, I value way, way much more the depth of those connections. Like my friendship with Connor, co 2 2x35, is gonna be way deeper than someone I just met, you know, the other day at a bar. And like, if both of them ask me to hang out the same day, I might gravitate toward Connor a little bit more because I already know him and I kind of have an already idea for how it's gonna go when we hang out. Okay, so this is very interesting. So in summary, assertive executives are more likely than turbulent to consider themselves very purposeful people. However, on closer inspection, both personality types have strong focus and are goal-oriented. Assertive executives are more easygoing when it comes to emotions. Assertive executives are likely to desire companionship more than they need it. Yeah, 100%. Okay, interesting. So now let's go back to what I was initially when I took this like a couple years ago I was a INFJ the advocate see what we're doing on time here we're filming this a little bit differently in the sense that I'm using a different camera for recording this just because the file sizes are a little (laughs) bit smaller and manageable but with that is the downside of it has a only a 30 minute recording time so i got to kind of keep an eye on the clock for how this is going okay so i won't go too heavily into this just because it's what i used to be but you know we'll we'll dive right in so this was i was an infj the advocate and if i remember right i had the t at the end of it okay here we go Advocates INFJs may be the rarest personality type of all, but they certainly leave their mark on the world. Idealistic, idealistic, and principled, they aren't connected to coast to coast through life. They want to stand up and make a difference. For advocates, personality for advocate personalities, success doesn't come from money or status, but seeking f- fulfillment from helping others and being a force for good in the world. Yeah, you know that that still resonates, but as i mentioned go having gone through life things have changed but when i also want to say this and i said it earlier but my introverted extroverted percentage is so close it's like fifty six fifty four forty six you know but then when i took it previously i it was like a forty nine fifty one like it's very very like close um let's see Seeking purpose, perhaps because their personality type is so uncommon, advocates tend to carry around a sense, whether conscious or not, of being different from most people. With their richer inner lives and their deep abiding desire to find their life purpose, they don't always fit in with those around them. This isn't to say that advocates can't enjoy social acceptance or close relationships, only that they feel sometimes feel misunderstood or at odds with the world. I mean, yeah, you know, I used to feel that way and especially you know, being where I was at in terms of, like, emotional maturity. And that's not to say people, you know, that age are not emotionally mature. But I think just where I was at, I was having a hard time connecting with people because I had been through things that, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, you know, may not ever go through and whatnot. So... Strengths and weaknesses. We're going to really breeze through this one because it's, like I mentioned, it's not my my actual one. So creative, insightful, principled, passionate, altruistic, sensitive to criticism, reluctant to open up, perfectionistic, avoiding the ordinary, prone to burnout. I mean, yeah, like if you look at the old podcast catalog, you'll see that I would go weekly, mad hiatus, weekly, every other week. You know, it's just all over the place. Whereas now I'm like... Boom, we're going to knock these out and have a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, romantic relationships, and then I think we'll jump to the conclusion. Love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Advocates, INFJs, look for depth and meaning in their relationships, and their romantic relationships are no different. This is a personality type for having, known for having a vibrant, vivid imagination, but few advocates can imagine themselves settling for a match founded on anything less than true love i mean yeah you know when at the time when i even after i after i took i took this a couple times and i got the same thing those a couple years ago but then when i took it now you know i got something different and both of them ring true the infj rings true to my past self the what is it estj rings true to to how i am now But that really checks out because, you know, I was engaged at one point and we were both so ride or die for each other and very committed. And I think that was a good way to shape, you know, what I look for in a relationship. Not saying it has to be identical to my previous one, but I'm saying it was a good good foundation for what I would like my future relationships to look like. uh let's see we'll jump to actually career paths and see how that how that checks out advocates long to find a career path that aligns with their values and their dreams a career that allows them to fulfill their unique mission in this world for these personalities a job isn't satisfying if it doesn't offer a deeper sense of purpose no matter how good the salary is the good news is that the people with this personality type can use their creativity and determination to find work that suits their needs in just about any field I mean, like, that's the whole reason this podcast got started and why I've, you know, done photography full time because I felt very fulfilled. And now that I've experienced a little bit more and, you know, I'm a little bit older, I'm looking for something more stable and whatnot. So, yeah, that checks out, you know, and I'm still, as I mentioned, like, I'm not riding on podcasting and comedy or photography to, you know, pay my bills but I do crave something that's stable so I can still enjoy those things and I don't feel obligated to them. It's more of a, I choose to do them. All right, jump to the conclusion. If you feel understood right now, it's because you are. Years of research has have given us deep insights into their unique strengths and challenges of advocates like you. We understand your creativity and passion and your commitment to doing the right thing, But we also understand the dark side of your personality type, the nagging fear that you might not reach your full potential and make the most of the wild and precious life. Wow. This is a great personality test. You know, 16personalities.com, check it out. Comment down below what your personality type is and how you feel it resonates with you, which is actually my journal prompt, which is take this quiz and then write about how you feel about it. You know, what did you learn about yourself? How can you you know, work on your weaknesses and continue to develop your strengths. Yeah, that's going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much. Oh, actually, hang on. We have emails. Hang on, hang on. We have emails. We're not going to wrap it up that quickly. I did just do a journal prompt though. So that's going to be it for this episode. Let's dive into some emails. Here we go. Okay. Hey, Noah, big fan of the podcast. Thank you. Just finished listening to the gym and meal plan episode and found it so interesting how similar yet different our approaches are in terms of working out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a one size fit all, you know, and the best thing about, you know, working out and eating is you can tailor it to what's going to optimize it for you. I'm seeking some advice. There's a cute girl I see semi-regularly at the gym. We usually make eye contact and give each other a friendly nod. I'm not quite sure how I should, how slash if I should approach her and strike up a conversation. Could you offer any advice? Keep up the great work, B. Thank you for writing in. I really appreciate it. Here's the thing. I'm still working on this because I find it easier when I'm already doing something social to go up and talk to other people because in a way it's kind of like a fallback. You know, but that's not to say that I can't just go up and talk to someone and strike up a conversation because, you know, I feel like it, but it's tough because also in the gym as a male, we don't want to come, at least for me, I don't want to come across as creepy. I don't want to come across like I'm staring at them, you know, and then get on fucking, man, uh, oops, okay, that's awkward, that's the timer for, for the camera. Anyways, you don't want to be on like Joey Soul's TikTok page, you know, but it's tough because you don't want to come across as creepy, but you want to be nice and have good intentions. So I get it, you know, but here's how I would do it. Next time you see her and you make eye contact give her a nod and then walk up to her and be like, hey. You know, I noticed I see you here semi regularly. I thought I'd introduce myself. My name is so and so. It's great to meet you. And then, you know, maybe you can start talking about the gym, talking about, you know, X, Y, and Z. But I feel like that's a good start to be like, hey, I see you here kind of often. I just thought I'd introduce myself and not be a stranger. You know, easier said than done. I will 100% admit that. But try it out, write an update. And, you know, write me back if you feel like updating us on how it went. So thank you for writing in. I hope that was helpful. I appreciate you listening. And then let's jump to my recommendation for this week. And it is going to be the YouTube channel, the comment section with Brett Cooper. Now, let me say, she is a very insightful, well-articulated, and just flat-out beautiful person you know, she's very, you know, like I said, insightful and well-articulated. And she talks a little bit more about politics. So just keep that in mind with this recommendation. And I really like her energy. And she has great videos. She has stuff from politics to, like, reacting to guys, you know, on, like, one of those, like, Jubilee dating shows. And it's pretty entertaining, you know. The comment section with Brett Cooper, highly recommend. And I think we're going to wrap up this episode. So just to reiterate, took the Myers-Briggs personality test. I was previously an INFJ, but after today we discovered I have grown into an ESTJ. So, yeah, take the personality type, write about it, comment it down below if you feel like it. Thank you guys so much for coming to hang out for another episode. If you would like to email the podcast, it is gettingalongpod at gmail.com. Whether you want to write in a story, ask for advice, or you would like to sponsor the podcast, that is the best way to reach me. Follow me on Instagram at Noah Austin Hill. I post my standup dates there if I'm doing any. So, Yeah. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps me out trying to grow this podcast and do a little community. And with all that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. I love you guys so much. Goodbye.